0: What up, everybody? It's Cuff of the Vision Lab Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency.
1: If you're looking for the best insurance and customer service, make sure you pick up the phone and dial 972-645-1844. Whether it's
0: home, life, or business insurance, Robert and his staff are the best at protecting you and your family. Once again, that's Farmers Insurance, the
1: The Robert Robert Garcia Garcia Agency. Agency.
0: The phone number, 972-645-1844, and the website is FarmersAgent.com forward slash R Garcia. And don't forget to mention the Vision Lab podcast. Four words to describe you. Four adjectives. Four adjectives <laughs> to describe I see you. what
1: you did there, though. That was
0: good. <laughs> Here's the title of the show. Oh. Um. Hmm. But but write these down because we're going to use these Well, that's the Cigar
2: Palace motto. We're exactly like nothing else. Okay. Uh, Four words to describe me. Determined.
0: Compassionate. Yeah. Determined. Compassionate.
2: Writing it down, I'm going to use
0: these as our four slots. I am a thinker. Okay. Sorry, Adam. Fun loving. Fun loving. Lab Podcast in partnership with Nexum Creative. I'm your host, Ryan Cuffey, alongside my co-host, Mr. Ryan Mosley. The Vision Lab is the official growth mindset podcast for all visionaries worldwide, showing mad love to the cigar community. It's here in the lab where we uncover people's visions and dreams and how those dreams actually come into reality. Folks, it's all about tapping into and becoming the absolute best versions of ourselves through self-discovery. Self examination and self actualization. Yo, this episode is going to bang today. We're going to talk a lot about determination. We're going to talk a lot about uh, having a fun loving spirit. We're going to talk a lot about what are the things that we're going to talk about?
1: Compassion. Compassion. Thinking things through. And making, yeah, thinking things through.
0: Yo, Mo, who we got on the show today?
1: Today's guests are natives of Chicago, Illinois. They are the owners of where we are currently filming this episode, the Cigar Palace and Bar here in Allen, Texas. Please welcome Hello. Miss Yvette and Lonnie Lane to the Vision Lab Podcast. What up?
2: Hello, gentlemen. How are you?
1: Grateful.
0: So glad glad to have you. So um, how how do you end up as a lawyer or a legal practitioner? I'm going to use my SAT words here. (laughs) How do you end up owning this beautiful establishment? Because
2: I shouldn't have to travel 8,000 miles for the cigar experience that I enjoy the most.
0: So I'm assuming that you had to travel 8,000 miles to have that experience. And now you've got me curious, like, where was that? Where did you go that 8,000 miles away? Let me see. Nicaragua? London. London, okay.
2: Copenhagen?
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Paris? The Caribbean, my Bella Spain. Um,
1: so she really saying is I didn't want to get my passport stamped to have
2: a good time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much.
1: <laughs> but
0: that's where your, your legal road took you to all these places, or you just love to travel.
2: Um, part of it was my legal road. Um, But I I love to travel. God made an incredible world. Mm. Makes no sense to stay on one spot.
0: Say that. Say that.
2: So, uh, my husband and I, in the 15 years that we have been married, we have seen probably half of the world.
4: That is accurate. um, Mm.
2: From Mm. St. Petersburg, Russia. To Bora Bora, uh, Australia, New Zealand, uh, quite a few cities in Europe Venice, London, Paris, Spain.
0: I've been to Bora Bora, and I've got to get to the Mediterranean. Like, that's my big next thing.
2: Barcelona is beautiful.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: Madrid is wonderful. Uh, have not spent any time in South America or Asia
1: you're trying to do that right now You
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> might want to um, hold off on that
2: one so those are, are, are probably two of the, the areas that we're looking forward to one day getting to once all of this COVID is over with
0: yeah, good luck with that where, where, are you, where have you been or where do you want to go
1: uh, let's see, I've been to Costa Rica. Yep, I've been to the
0: Bahamas. Wait a second, you know I went to Costa Rica. I
1: didn't know that you yeah. went there. I've been there. Uh, my honeymoon in Costa Rica. Okay, I've been to the Bahamas. Been to Mexico. Uh, on my list, I do want to go to Santorini, and I would like to go. It is beautiful. I've heard. <laughs> uh, I would like to go to Santorini. Kind of
0: just rubbed your not
1: like, it's I've already good. been there, bro. It's all good. Uh, Santorini. Um, and what's the other place? Um, Tulum. And there's one other one, I really, and it'll come to me here in a second. when I say, you would be like, oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's kind of my list at the
0: moment. I mean, you, you travel a lot as well. I know you're on your grind right now.
4: I have been a place or two. Yeah. Um, Aruba. Uh, Bermuda. Dominican several times, the Bahamas, Mexico. Uh, I think out of everything, I enjoy Hawaii the most.
1: And interesting. Being
4: part of the United States, but it's beautiful. It it is beautiful. Puerto
0: Rico.
4: Puerto Rico was in Puerto Rico. We had fun in
0: Puerto Rico. (laughs) A lot of alcohol. I. (laughs) I
1: don't.
0: Listen, Hawaii. The islands are beautiful, and I've been there. I I felt like it was oversold for me. I it was very um Miami Vice. Yes. You you know? Mm-hmm. Um late eighties, early nineties type vibe, and I was just like oh. now the, the the scenery, the environment, all that was gorgeous. And it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. So I'm not hating on Hawaii, I just was like Yo, y'all, you are, still, y'all are still back in the 90s. You know yes. what I mean? Like, it was yes. it was crazy. It was crazy. So, but I think travel is important, man. I mean, I don't think that enough people take time. Because we're such an... Especially in the U.S., right? Like, we're so hustle and bustle. Always on the grind. You, you really have to... You know, the term now everybody's using is, like, give people their flowers, right? Mm-hmm. But also, you got to give yourself your own flowers exactly. and travel and make time for the things that you love to do. You know, I, I just... I don't know. I think it's something that people should do more often and take more trips. the exposure.
4: Yeah. Exposure. And it's not just you shouldn't wait till you're an adult. Um, your kids. Your kids need exposure. They need to see other cultures. They need to learn to appreciate the things they have. And what better way can you expose them to those things without traveling?
0: So I've got a two-year-old. Else? And before she was six months, she's already had her passport stamped twice. hmm
4: We waited. Um, I have two children, 14 and now 18, Um, and they have traveled to many islands, places that I know adults have never gone to. Mm -hmm. And for them to get on a plane, they can go through the airport better than some of my family members. Right. So they need the exposure. If you don't take your kids on those trips, they have nothing to look forward to. So you got to teach them.
0: It gives them culture too. It
4: does. It's just like uh, when you're a kid, your parents expose you to all these different foods, right? You ain't got no choice to eat them. Mm. But you learn to love them. So it's the same thing about travel. You expose them to all these different cultures. They learn to love them. Mm. They learn to accept them. They're not so close-minded.
0: You know, you you brought up food. Do you remember growing up, because we're relatively close to probably all three of us the same age, right? I don't remember sushi being so popular.
4: It wasn't. It was I don't remember
0: no. seeing uh, haddock or um, maybe salmon, um, but all these different, like, fishes that are now out there. Um, obviously, they're not new, but it's just like there's so many more more options to choose from than what mm-hmm. when we grew up. I mean, it was pasta
1: or pizza. Yeah, or, sushi definitely was not popular at that point in time. I like, I knew of seafood, because my uncles are always on boats and fishing and whatnot, but, yeah, to her point, it wasn't, it was nowhere near as, as popular as, uh, what's the word, niche as it is now. No. Nowhere near.
0: What is that like for you, just kind of looking and seeing, like, the evolution of just culture, uh, expand across multiple markets?
2: Um, it has been, uh, both a blessing and a curse. Um, because in in my travels, for example, I was in uh, Thessalonica, Greece on business, and I went into uh, a, a cell phone store because I needed a new charger. Uh, and all of the men in the store thought that I was a prostitute from South Africa. Oh, okay. Uh, because the only black women that they saw were Generally, usually the prostitutes from South Africa, and when when I asked how much is this, that's when they realized that I was an American. Yes,
1: say. you started talking They're like, oh, time out.
2: <laughs> they realized that I was an American, and um, and so the the treatment was diff- was incredibly different. Right. So it it went from very chilly and suspicious to very welcoming.
0: Um, Primarily because you're American. Because
1: I was in America. Yeah. Well then she wasn't trying to get over on anybody either.
0: Well yeah, no doubt. But you in know in a certain way. Right.
1: <laughs> I see
0: what you're saying. Yeah. Um,
2: the, but
0: how do they I'm curious how did they how just assume like how did you find out that they assumed you were a prostitute?
2: Because I asked because the the one guy asked, he says, Where are you from? And and I'm looking at him like what does it have to do with me purchasing a charger? And you're not the guy behind the counter, right. so why do I have to talk to you? Right. Um, and and so I said, I'm you know I'm I'm from America, and and so the, then the guy behind the counter, you know, gave the guy who had asked where I was from some sort of face, and he just kind of backed away. And. I mean I don't know if they were trying to decide, okay, should should we ask her how much she's charging? <laughs> you
1: <know>? Or should hear her to start
0: with
2: the full business? Right. Um so that that was that was interesting. Um what I have found in in my travels is that uh, racism and discrimination against black people is prevalent all over the world. Um, And while things, some things have changed, there has been some minor progress, not just in this country but in other countries as well. Um, People still look down their noses at black people. Hmm.
1: It's a good word to use, or turn minor minor progress. Um,
2: I was in Cuba, where every other building looked like. It had just been bombed out. Uh-huh. Um, and then it's sitting right next to these gorgeous mansions. Um, but the the people there still look down their noses at me.
0: And a lot of them are our are, are shade. Yes. My, my, my wife is part Cuban, so we went to Cuba mm-hmm. while the borders were open for mm-hmm. a little bit during the last... Uh, Uh, presidency, administration. administration. Mm And uh, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous country. Full of culture. Um, You know, got to see Fidel Castro's uh, Mm -hmm. statue and Mm -hmm. actually smoked some real Cubans down there. Mm -hmm. It was was just absolutely beautiful, but it's very interesting to hear that take, you know, on that and and how racism or prejudice permeates throughout the globe. And I think oftentimes we're we're sheltered from that. I mean, we kind of see what happens here on our own homeland Mm -hmm. and if you're not traveling a lot of times everybody uh, places the american stigma on you off rip so you don't know if it's it's because you're an american or if it's because you're black or whatever it is
2: yeah i um purposely started studying italian
1: so when just throw them <laughs> off.
2: Yes, yes. So when I would travel outside of the country, I would be speaking Italian. Hmm. So you know, especially during the, the the Trump years when I was traveling, it's like everybody wanted to talk politics and we'll
1: just play dumb.
2: Yep. Mm. Oh,
1: sorry, don't no
2: speak any English.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. So. Determination you've traveled the world you have leveraged uh, your educational background into a profession your profession into a a passion. Um, how important is it to find you know something that you're passionate about so that you have a goal in mind and, and to to display your determination
2: um, it's not it's not very difficult to parlay what you love doing outside of a job or a career into a business. Um, as, as a woman, and particularly a woman of color, um, I was always looking for my what's next. Mm. This is my what's next. I've been practicing law for close to 25 years. Um, before that, I worked for the federal government for 15 years,
3: okay.
2: uh, traveling across the U.S. Um, during the height of the banking and s and crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so it, when I felt like I had done all that I could do within my career with the government, I looked for my
0: what's next, and I went to law school. So you're, you're always looking for an exit strategy?
2: Not always looking for an exit strategy, but
1: Always an eye to the future.
2: Always an eye to the future.
1: Yeah, You should have used the word eclectic versus compassionate and thinker. And you should have said eclectic. <laughs> <laughs> Not very many people walking around with your background. You're being a little too humble now. Yeah. Um,
0: what, what's that like for you watching mom with the cornerstone of characteristics that she's displays on a daily basis it
4: keeps me on my toes Uh because her question always to me is so what's next Hmm. what's the plan so it's constantly okay we got this going so now what's next what's after this what's the the next step don't look one month ahead look three to six months ahead so that you're prepared you're constantly preparing for what can be what's gonna be um if you don't have a vision then what are you moving towards? Hello. Come on now. Hello. Mm. Somebody paying attention. Mm. So it's always what's next. You know, I had a conversation with my son last night. He's 18. He says, I don't want to go work for anybody. I said, so what you going to do? He says, well, we'll start this business. And then we're going to do this. And he says, hey, don't forget about that skating rink. We're going to go ahead and we're going to open that skating rink in the next year and a half. Mama I said, okay. So I try to instill the same things. What's next? What's the plan? Can't wait to the last minute.
1: Did you ask him for a business plan
4: yet? He's actually working on it. Let's finish school first. Okay. We got a few more months. right. (laughs) And then we'll we'll work on that. He's uh, finishing. He started a uh, drop shipping company Mm. about six months ago. Good for him. So he ran into some bumps in the road because he wasn't quite 18 then. Um, So now he's overcome that. He just turned 18 a few weeks ago. Mm. So he's going to get that off the ground. He says, give me four months, and then we'll move on to the next thing. I said, okay.
0: Buddy's got it. Mm-hmm. He's got it. There's, there's 50 and 60-year-olds
4: that they don't have
0: an understanding of that. That's huge. And do you think that that's because of how you were raised that he's picked up on that?
4: Yes. I know it's because of that. In front I, row you, seat. Yeah. I was going to say, you give a kid an option. So the option was at 15. You can go. You're in high school. You go and be a part of whatever school curricular activity you want to. I will get you a car. I will support you. I will be your cheerleader. Or you can get a job.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: He chose a job. The kid's been working since he was 15. He went from a nail salon. He said the nail salon isn't good enough. I need more money. He saved his money up. He bought a car. Then he went to uh, work for a restaurant. He didn't like it, the treatment over there. He says this isn't good enough. I need something else. Before he quit that job, he got another job. The kid is in high school. He works five days a week. He pays all his bills. Mom doesn't have to put a dime. Mm. So, Proud. Yeah, very. Very peacock chest is out. I couldn't <laughs> ask for a better kid, especially. <laughs> she, <laughs> went, she, she rolled that dice on the first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, And he's setting a uh, model for his brother. Mm-hmm. So the parent, I don't have to push as hard because now his brother sees, okay, well, he's doing this and he's obtaining this. He's setting, showing him this is how you get to the next step.
1: Which is a good thing. It's that balance of, you know, because we're that generation of people, you know, go to school, go to go to college, get a degree, and you'll get a job, so I'm going to pay you a bunch of money, then mm-hmm. we've learned that ain't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. And so now, you, now it's swinging back the other way, and it's like, well, why am I even worried about going to college? Let I me mean, start at 15 years old, getting real-world experience. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, it'll swing back to the you know the middle of the road, and those people will be absolute monsters. So that's the best of both worlds.
0: Well, one of the things that she was talking about is her, her son is the oldest. You and I both share that as well. How do you teach your sibling Uh, to travel down a road that you're paving?
1: It was my my, my brother and I are polar opposites. Sure. I'm a sports fanatic. He could care less. Hurts (laughs) hurts my (laughs) heart. He could care less. So, I mean, he he never sought to to fall in anybody's footsteps, anybody's footsteps but his own. I mean, he's into the the movie business and you know, works for Disney and all that stuff. So I think from a, from a very early age, he had his own plan. Uh, I mean, he tried to play Little League football for like three days. and the third, <laughs> the oh, You going to hit me? <laughs> no, no, no joke. The third day he came home and told my mom, he said, hey, mom, somebody can get hurt out here. I ain't doing this no more. And that was it. And she's like, all right, I understand.
0: <laughs> somebody can get hurt out <laughs> here. Exactly. Well, he said, somebody can get hurt out here. It's
1: funny
4: you said that because that was the 18-year-old's perspective. He played Little League for about five minutes, and it was funny. My parents were down here visiting, and uh um, guy – he had, the boy had to be about 5'7, five, 5'8, five, at least 190 pounds. Good lord. My son is, he's tall, lanky, he was about 5, 6, but he wasn't 100 pounds soaking wet.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: My poor baby got hit. <coughs> he flew <laughs> up in the air <laughs> and slammed on the ground before I could move his 90 is on the way. Mm. She's on the field assessing the situation. He got a concussion. Ooh. So after the first and only concussion, he says, "I'm double football."
0: Check that box. Yeah. Next, yes. yeah. And then what's bro- next? Right.
4: <laughs> and his brother says, "Don't ask me to play. I'm not going." <laughs> <laughs> Again, with the concept of I can be hurt.
1: Yeah. So. They say it takes a special person to play football. We are. We, we are yes. a little. We are a little bit unstable. If yeah. you actually like playing football.
0: No, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Um, where do you fall within? I don't know if you have siblings or not, but where do you mm-hmm. fall?
2: I have. Um, Four sisters and a brother. Okay. So I am next to the baby. Wow. Um, My mom right now is uh, in hospice care. She just turned 97. Mm. November 1st. You get all the money's worth. Yes. Yes. Still sharp as a tack Mm -hmm. mentally, uh, and giving my my older sisters hell. I am the, the only one out of the six of us who went to college. Okay. Um, the The only one who is in a professional capacity, and the only one who's a business owner.
0: Where did that determination come from? Because you had f- four other examples prior to you. My dad. Okay.
2: My dad. My dad and I were very close. Um, he died 16 days after my 16th birthday.
0: Oh.
2: Mm. Um, but... During his transition, uh, talks were had, promises were made, and promises have been kept.
3: Mmm. Dig
0: it. That's, that's touching. That's touching. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. So as we as we traveled on this road of determination, you know, we talk about your son. We talked about um, you know, the four siblings. Not having that same desire because they maybe didn't have the relationship with your father, your your mother's ninety seven living living example of determination. Mm-hmm. What does it take to to succeed in the business world?
2: Wow, determination, um, and you've got to do your homework. We have a lot of people come in here asking how we did this, how we did that, oh, I want to open a cigar lounge, blah, blah, blah. And asking for advice, and the first thing I tell them is you've got to do your homework. You have got to know and study whatever business industry you're going into. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. You can't just say, oh, I can do that, and open up something down the street.
1: No, it doesn't work like that.
2: It doesn't work that way. Um, People, people don't see the work that goes into building a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not anything that happens overnight. You have to find location. You have to make sure that you have a there's a market for what market you analysis. want to do. Uh, market analysis, your research, you have to do all of that. You have to make sure that where you're looking to locate your business. The municipality is going to allow it, the, the city, the state, the county, that they're going to allow that type of business um, in that location. And people don't want to take the time to do their homework.
3: Hmm.
0: What well, people may not realize if you're, you're tuning in, thanks so much for, for watching. Make sure you smash that like button and the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Um, but you opened... And what was your relationship to opening with COVID? (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to frame it that way. I'll I'll answer that one. Yeah.
4: We opened December 5th. Mm. Soft opening. Yeah, it was soft opening. It was actually Chicago Bears versus Dallas.
0: Okay.
4: There were three people in here. Mm. Business started to pick up. People started to notice we were here. Had our anniversary, or our grand opening, I should say, uh, New Year's Eve of 2020 2019 right so we were open all of january and february
1: (laughs) business (laughs) business was starting to boom somebody hit the switch and COVID, okay
4: and we were shut down from march until june we were open three weeks in june and then the governor said no we're gonna shut you back down and we stayed closed until September. september couldn't open unless we turned into a restaurant.
2: Well, not exactly a restaurant. And
4: adding more of a food element into the the bar.
2: This is where doing the homework comes into Mm
4: -hmm. play.
2: The governor gave us exactly three hours to shut down our bar
0: side. Not just Cigar Palace? No, just the bar. Everybody in the state. Everybody.
2: He made that announcement at 9 a.m. that Friday morning that at noon, on Friday morning, all bars were to be
4: closed throughout the state of Texas. And the city of Allen was here at twelve ten, mm-hmm. making sure of that. Um, so our cigar side
2: stayed open. The only reason our cigar side got to stay open is because I showed them that this is a sep- could be a separate operation from the bar. We had blocked off entryway into the bar because we had a, a separate register. All of that, that's why we were able to at least keep this a side
1: separate entity exactly. or separate building. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, we were able to keep this side of the house open every week, two and three times a week. I was checking TABC's website to see what new rule, law, what executive order had come out that would allow us to reopen our bar. They (laughs) slipped one in August 31st Mm. (laughs) that I found, like, September 3rd. Mm. Okay. Within 24 hours of me finding it, our bar was reopened. Our bar site was reopened. But that's the doing the homework part.
0: But it's also the determination part. Exactly. And the what's next part. Mm -hmm. So... You can't control. You can only control what you can control.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: No one had any control, and still don't um, with COVID, right? Uh, we got variants out there and all this sort stuff. But y'all were uh, literally taking off, and all of a sudden, eh, now we gotta ground you. And then you're down. Da- you're down for three months. You open up for three weeks, and you're back down again. So it's that determination, determination, and that spirit of, of I-, I can't not do anything. You know, you, you invest it, and we're not going to get into the actual hard numbers of it, but you invest it heavily into this dream, making it into a reality. Yes. So you have the wherewithal and the, the mental capacity to say, okay, look, we have two different sides. We'll function as a single, you know, cigar lounge. Yes. Um, I think that's amazing. I think that resiliency and, and that grit and determination is what you have to have because you don't know what's around the corner, yeah, right. and you know we, and we talked we about tried, We
2: tried everything. Uh, we we tried getting a license to be a BYOB, uh, and and that was a, a no. We <laughs> we tried uh, cutting out the the food component altogether. Uh, and, and that was a no. We we tried drive up service. You know, just call in your your order for cigars. It's
0: <laughs> all that. <avenues>. You know? <laughs> and, and
2: meanwhile,
0: and, you you know. you're you're trying to build relationships with manufacturers. Exactly. Um, get patrons into the doors. Mm-hmm. Marketing. But
2: but everybody was hurting. Yeah. I mean, uh, surprisingly it was uh, a record revenue year for cigar sales yeah. in 2020 because everybody was at home.
0: Tobacco uh, and alcohol always go up during yes. crisis, crisis yeah. moments. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when people can't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah.
4: Hey, the liquor store down the street has gone as far as putting a generator outside when the power went out in February to keep sales moving.
0: We got to get so, this in paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People knew. will drive on ice uh, to get that yes. liquor. Yes,
2: yes, <laughs> yes, they will. So, um... While COVID has, has severely impacted us, we have been blessed with a core group of clients that said, we got you, Missyvette. Yvette.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We are not going to let your door close, and they have been here. Bar, no bar, cigars, no cigars, <laughs> they have been here. They have been here, and they have literally kept the door open and the lights
1: on. When you first took this journey, if you will, right? Because it's a journey. Like mm-hmm. I said, it doesn't happen. It doesn't, Still
3: happen.
1: On it. It doesn't <laughs> happen overnight. What did you envision when you guys first said, "Okay, uh, we want to open a cigar spot now"? What did you first envision versus where you currently are? And I asked that in the sense of has it changed, or what did you have to tweak along this journey that you're on?
4: The business model has definitely changed. Um, we were looking more of it to be more of a catered to service, just like what she experienced in Europe. Um, you go to Europe, there is, you know, your cigars come out on a tray, they cut them for you. They light them for you. They, you know, white glove service. Mm. It's, exactly. Palace. That, that has changed. Um, we weren't able to implement that so much because of COVID. Um, and then there's all these other factors. Um, you have to the, the cap- patio. The patio, the patio is a major thing. Major. Oh, we gosh.
2: we started um, all of the electrical, all of the gas, the sliding doors, moving the parking spaces. All we did all of that. The plan was to finish the actual structure the spring of 2020 because at at that point we were just at the end of. 2019, we just wanted to get the door
3: open.
2: Okay. Um, and so the plan was to finish the the patio in the spring of 2020 and be ready to really take off the summer. COVID has severely impacted that.
1: Yeah. Like the whole notion of COVID, right? Like it, you know, it's a real thing. If, if you're one of those people who doesn't, you think it's a hoax, whatever. But the notion that there is this essentially invisible enemy out there that has at one point stopped and has completely altered human interaction forever is an amazing concept. Yeah. As bad as it has been and as much financial hardship that it has caused people, it has literally affected human interaction forever.
3: Yes. Yes.
0: And the, the word that I think of is, and of course we've talked about this numerous times throughout all the episodes that we've had, And that word is pivot, Mm. right? Like, there was, and I had said this a long time ago. It was like at first, because we didn't know how long this was going to last, I said, said, it was like God was saying, okay, look, we're going to take a 20 second timeout. Everybody's (laughs) just, y'all need to take a break. And then that 20 (laughs) turned into a full timeout. Everybody, you know what? Y'all just need to take a break. But if if you were smart and you leveraged your time, you pivoted. You figure it out different ways. You, you exercise okay. the determination that you want it to 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 get to the goals that that you have to achieve. Right? Can't can't have a sunk cost in this in this. Like we can't I, lose. I, I've, I've
2: done a lot of divorce counseling since COVID hit. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, a lot of hanging out. Um, I want to switch gears because another word that we talked about before we started the show was the word compassion.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, when you come in to Cigar Palace, I feel the energy of compassion, caring about the the patron that's that's coming into the business, making sure that they are set up. And and uh, shout out to Adam, he's going to take uh, you know photos of the of the lounge itself, where we are. But everything is just you know spectacular. It's a beautiful palace, and, and I can understand how devastating it must feel to to want to have the white glove treatment and not be able to because of COVID. But um, Compassion. What does that mean? How does that relate to you? How is that a, a definitive word for you?
2: Um, we are in a primarily service-oriented industry.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And we have gotten wonderful reviews and ratings because of the level of service and attention that we pay to our clientele. I agree. Um, we... When, when COVID hit, we we had started building up a loyal following. We've lost some some clients to COVID, um, which has been very devastating for us um, because we had gotten to know those people on a personal level. It had always been part of our mission that you're only a stranger here the first time you come to the door. Mm. We... Uh, Impressed upon the staff, learn the faces, learn the names, learn the drinks, learn the cigars that they usually smoke. Learn you know,
1: well, sorry, learn so them. High
2: yes. Learn them, learn their preferences. Know when they come through the door that ooh, Bill's having a bad day. Because Bill doesn't normally come through the door looking that way or acting that way. Um, so then that means that you need to give Bill a little more attention. Um, And and so I have not backed off of that that staple in our arsenal uh, of our business because, to me, that is most critical. We are in a service-oriented industry. Yes, we sell cigars. Yes, we sell liquor. But it's the level of service in delivering those products that's key. Um, And so that, to me, is where, where the compassion comes in.
1: I love how you're talking about essentially taking care of the people, right? Yes. And yet to allow me to take care of people who take care of us, sir. Um, Edwina Brown and the family at Blown Smoke Cigar Lounge, thank you guys so much for all your support. Mm -hmm. If you're anywhere in the southern part of the Metroplex, visionaries, get to Blown Smoke Cigar Lounge. The address is 1604 North I-35 in Lancaster, Texas. Um, Thank you to the folks at Classic Vodka. Crystal and Tim, we appreciate all of your support. We are looking forward to big things from you guys. And uh, we definitely also appreciate the folks at Dallas Sleep, LLC, whether it's cigars, entertainment, charitable events, whatever, what have you, give it the folks at Dallas Sleep, LLC. The website is com.
0: On a personal level, and this is open to anybody, I mean, um, obviously we've been talking about COVID. People have now been indoctrinated with sitting behind the desk or sitting behind a computer and, like you said earlier, just really lost that ability to for human, human interaction um oftentimes as a byproduct of, of that you lose that ability to show compassion what what do you think or what are you guys seeing whether it's in your personal life or professional life as it relates to compassion
2: for for me here at the bar um I think people have become a little bit more compassionate. Okay. Because we have had so many of our clients affected by COVID. Okay. Um, so when they recognize that this one hasn't been here and and they know that they don't have the, the type of career where they have to travel, then we get concerned. Uh, a, a classic example is there there's a, a woman that comes here. She's a flight attendant. Uh, with the major airline, she contracted COVID. She almost died. Hmm. Um, And after not
4: seeing her for a few weeks, we became very concerned. Reached out to her daughter. Right. Was trying to figure out, come to find out she had serious, serious health issues Hmm. behind COVID. Um, Took her a very long time to get back to some type of normal life so it was constant reaching out hey you okay, you need anything I can bring it to you, don't worry Um, even uh, members that have lost family members and we don't see them hey you are okay you need anything, our prayers are with you people tend to what is the word I'm trying to say they tend to be more responsive when you show a level of concern they tend to patronize you more, they tend to be more involved with you. And it, it gives a, a homier feeling. It's here. family. It's
3: like right. it,
0: it goes beyond the, the, the stick and the love of the leaf and the ambiance, right? It's this person cares about me and mm-hmm. We all gravitate towards people that are empathetic, sympathetic, mm-hmm. and that, show, that show compassion, that mm-hmm. have a willingness to lend a helping hand or just mm-hmm. say, how are you? like, mm-hmm. And have conversation. That's one of the beauties of, of Cigar Lounges. You know, this one is no different, that mm-hmm. you can sit down and interact mm-hmm. with a stranger yes. and leave out best friends. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: yes. One, one of the other things that, that we pride ourselves on here is uh, making sure that we don't send anyone out of here inebriated. Any what? Nobody leaves Nobody. here. If you can't drive, I'm taking you home.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha. Mm. <laughs>
2: we're we're going to take you home or we're going to call an yeah, Uber, Uber for you. Um, we we watch alcohol intake here. We will cut you off, much to the chagrin of, of a few patrons. Um, but we want you to arrive alive.
0: And we want you to come back.
2: And yes. we want you to come
1: back. It was a whole lot too good in a lawsuit. There yes. have
2: been there have been a few wives who have called to say thank you, that you cut my husband off and sent him home. Um, there was one event night where the next morning I came in and there were five cars still sitting out in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm
3: like, we're not open
0: yet. <laughs> I, got <laughs> I got a phone
4: call. Why are there so many? Everybody took a Uber.
0: She's like, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> she thought she was going to run into yes, some right. patrons a, right out the gate.
2: A lot of Ubering. Um, and, and then there, there was one time when uh, a few luxury convertibles were left out and it looked like rain. Mm. And so <laughs> me and one of the bartenders, we came back in and <laughs> we're trying to find phone numbers for who we think these cars belong to. And, um, so going that, that little extra uh, for us is, is just part of taking care of our customers. Um, and they appreciate
0: that. Yeah, they appreciate. That. You put a lot of of thought, um, not only behind the, la- oh, the the cigar lounge, but in everything that you do. Is that from being in the uh, being a lawyer, or is that who you are through and through? Like, have you That's uh, what one she of the means. words that you used earlier was <laughs> think? Right, like you. I, I get the sense that you love. To think about it at different angles and, and different levels of whatever—it's not a—it's not a square; it's a cube.
2: Um, it is who I am. Yeah. Uh, everything to me is not just black and white, and and it's it's not always what it appears to be. Um, so I like to dig a little deeper, and.
1: Think about it and analyze it. Do you ever do you ever suffer from paralysis by an That was exactly where I was going. Cause my wife's one of those people. No. Like I can ask, my wife can ask me a question, I'll just give her a very simple answer mm-hmm. and she'll look at me like I'm crazy. Like you asked me a very like because I don't speak with ulterior motives, right? Mm-hmm. Like you ask me a question, I'm just gonna tell you the answer. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, Well, no, what about this? And it's like well, no, it's not I, that deep. <laughs> no. I,
2: I don't do what about Bob. <laughs> I just I if you give me that answer I'm going to take it. Okay. Um
0: But is is it ever a situation like you were saying, um study long study wrong?
2: Yes, that was my father's famous saying. Okay. And and so uh particularly when we were playing cards and he yeah. was taking my money. <laughs> <laughs> um so I I don't, um, if I ask a question, I am hopeful that you will give me the truthful answer. Um, And I'm going to take whatever information you provided to me and do with it what I need to do. If I find that the information you provided to me is some way flawed, then I, I may come back to you. I may not. Usually I don't.
1: What she's really saying is when you give her an answer. Don't mess this up. (laughs) Well, that and you're you're one of those people you're looking for. You're not necessarily looking for the actual answer. You want to know the why behind the answer, don't you? No. No? You strike me one of those people. No.
2: Um, Because if if I wanted to know the why, I would have asked you follow-up questions. And and I don't do that. And and I hate it when people do it to me.
1: Because it's like just go ahead and ask the Probe question you, you really you, you. really want to ask. Oh, let it's, me, it's, I
0: hate being probed.
2: It's the yes. <laughs> the unnecessary regurgitation of minutiae mm-hmm. that neither adds to nor detracts from the overall picture. So if I ask you A, and you give me A, you're good. I'm good. I'm not. then going to say, "Well, you know, but."
1: I asked you for advice. And, a, and, I don't and need start B, throwing and D. right.
2: Start throwing out hypotheticals. And what about this? What about? That. I I I don't do that.
0: But what you do do is think. I do. And as a business owner, I I can't imagine how much thought and thinking you do. You know. Like we walked in, like I'm smoking the Buffalo Ten, right? You, in your back room, okay. He just got one. He probably need to go ahead and put another order in. Oh, and
1: he got what is he smoking? These Platinum Novas, and I'm buying another yeah.
0: one. <laughs> you know, we get there. Shout uh, out to Platinum Novas. Like you're, you're constantly, you're constantly thinking. Do you ever allow your mind to just take a respite?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. they a team no sleep. Um.
4: It's not that she doesn't allow it. It doesn't allow her. There it is. Right. So it's the, you ever have those moments where it's like, I just want you to stop. Just stop. Please stop thinking. And your mind is like, no, what about this? We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to do this. Don't forget this. We got, that's what happens. Then there's the text message. In the morning. You awake? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm awake. Just, I was just waiting on you to text me. And then it, and then it's the bouncing. The See ideas. now you need,
0: you need to challenge her. Say, look, why are you probing me?
4: <laughs> oh, but it, it's the bouncing of ideas. It's, it's not a probe. It's okay. So we're gonna. No, I'm just saying because she knows
0: you're not awake at three o'clock.
4: Actually, most of the time I am. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, Cause she
4: got it from her. At, Cause it never stops. It never stops. If it stops then it's like, okay,
0: now what? What's next? What's next? I love that. I love that.
2: So for for me as well as for her, we're really balancing two businesses plus home. Um, my, my father also used to say, you know, man works from son to son, but woman's work is never done. Mm. So we we as strong black women that's a moniker that I've just had to embrace because that's what people always tell me um I'm balancing my my still law practice not just in the state of Texas but my law practice in Illinois I've not given that up yet um I still have clients overseas Mm.
3: um
2: and clients in in other states as well um who have business concerns in Illinois and in Texas. Then there is this, Cigar Palace and Bar. Um, likewise for her, it's Cigar Palace and Bar, her catering business, she's still raising two children. Um, thankfully for me, I get to be a grandmother when I feel like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what all grandmothers um, want. Like right. I,
2: when, when I feel red. like it. And, and You know, I I no longer have any small grandbabies to contend with. Um, In addition to her two, I have seven other uh, grandchildren uh, by my stepchildren who are all in the Midwest, Um, but none of them are babies. I mean, the the youngest one is three. So, you know, that changing diaper, all that grandparent duty is out of the way. Um, So it's it's a lot of balancing that goes on and because of that you never stop thinking
0: yeah Things we just
2: can't be out of balance
0: we've had this conversation about the word balance and i mm-hmm. want to get your take on this i think you'll okay. like this especially as a mother right business owner of multiple business on business fronts right do you do you balance or do you juggle
2: sometimes it's a bit of both okay because it's necessary um, like today, I had two different Zoom calls with two different clients, one, one in Texas, one out of Texas. Um, the workers came to work on, on repairs. Um, we're trying to get our inventory built up. Um, again, my, my mom is not doing well. My my husband has had his health challenges, so it sometimes it goes from balance to juggle, and sometimes you're doing both.
1: You become you a one? regular circus act. Yeah, that's what it is. Circus
2: Soleil don't have nothing on us.
1: <laughs> he said, like, we've had these conversations, right? Like you know, is there a such thing as balance? Do you actually believe in it? And I think what the guy said is no such thing. You're just making sure a ball doesn't hit the floor. That's it. Mm-hmm. But that's the best way to describe it, because once you drop the ball, then it's like, okay, now
4: when I drop the ball, what else has fallen to the mm-hmm. wayside? So then you, you're trying to clean it all up. So it is a juggling act. Um, there, there's no real balance because if there was a real balance, then there would be a a, a moment of calmness. Yep, and there's mm-hmm. not. There's not.
0: And when you're when you're grinding, it, it shouldn't be Mm-mm. right because mm-hmm. you're Amen. you're working to build something. And, and you know we we have this dialogue and these this question this line of questions because they're visionaries that are out there that are aspiring entrepreneurs or or just want to uh, progress or elevate in their own jobs. And so we really want to um, tap into people that are successful, that have, you know, knocked it out of the ballpark right here in in their own backyard um, to really give some insight, some deep insight into, hey, look, whatever it is you want to do, you can do it, but know this is what's going to be on, on those tracks, Right. And so um, we're getting to that point where we we, we want to land the plane, but the final um, descriptor that you use for yourself was fun-loving. So we're gonna have a little fun, mm. okay?
1: okay. <laughs> um, you wanna do GB? Sure. Uh, this is brought to you by. Uh, if we officially start to land the plane, this is brought to you by the good folks at Grandville Cognac. You ask what it is, we'll, uh, we'll we'll make sure you guys get a taste. Okay. Um, Thank you to Francisco, the owner, Jameson, and the Lovers team, the Experience Brokers, everyone who's a part of this partnership, uh, visionaries. We stand by it for a reason. You see it on every episode for a reason. We drink it for a reason. Get your hands on a bottle of Grand Brulot Cognac. Instagram handle is at Grand Brule, that's Brulot. That's B R U L O T.
0: Yeah. So I want to have a little bit of fun, but before we do that, um, fun How
3: mm-hmm.
0: How is Missy Yvette fun loving?
2: <laughs> um. I can I can be in the courtroom at nine o'clock in the morning and on the dance floor at nine o'clock. Okay, o'clock. okay. Um, and and I
0: you two stepping.
2: I I am a old time Chicago stepper.
1: There it is. Um, Come on now.
2: And I have had clients who were with me in court at nine o'clock in the morning and then at nine o'clock at night. Attorney Stringer, is that you?
1: <laughs> so that's not even the same person. Like, mm-hmm. She's ripping this person apart on the stand like 12 <laughs> but, hours ago. Or she could be the entrepreneur
4: owner and then be ringside at the boxing match. What? In yes.
0: Las Vegas. Yes. You're a big boxing fan? Huge. Love boxing. Who's your favorite boxer? Who do you enjoy watching? There you go. Good question.
2: He's there. He's no longer fighting. Floyd? I, no, not Floyd. Pee Wee. Really? Mm-hmm. Sweet Pea. Sorry, Sweet Pea. A God bless
0: Yeah, he was good. Yeah, sweet Pea. Anyone current?
2: Um, do you keep
0: up with it now? I know you've got your hands. I on a do. Lot
2: of- I do keep up with it now. I I enjoyed the Crawford fight. Okay. I, I really did. I enjoyed I like Bud. The Crawford fight. I like Bud. Um. And and I'm I'm looking forward to who he's going to draw next.
1: Well it's on one person we all want to see them. Well, fight. I think he's running. The the I don't know. The, I, I, it's I do. the politics, it's the money, it's no. the politics of the gamers messing the, that the up. The fight was already signed. Then he got hurt though.
0: Yeah. I I just arrow yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, you lying. know, that's
1: Dallas. I don't know, bro. I think it's the politics of the we're talking this three is, years. This is why Dana White is always like talking bad about boxing because Dana White makes the fights. Now you know not to get off on the no, we could
3: <laughs> I don't think Earl's
1: running. I think it's just the politics of boxing that is in the way. I, I, it, I like think it's running.
2: both. I think it's both. Yeah, it's, when when you look at at Crawford's fight style and Errol's fight style, there there are some big pluses to Earl saying, okay, I, I really need to fight this guy because. He has a fight style that could really put Crawford on his ass. Mm -hmm. But I agree. I think he's running because he sees what Crawford is doing. Each fight, Crawford's getting stronger. Each fight, Crawford changes just a little bit of his game. Come on now. And that's how he's been able to be successful, successful, successful. So you think Errol I had think, to figure
1: out a way to put a, get a handle on it? Well,
0: I, I think right. here's the deal. This is right. supposed to happen three years ago, okay? And Errol got in the uh, the car wreck, right? I, I think that was the, the tipping point. When, you know, you had to rehab, had to get back in shape. I just don't think mentally he's as sharp. He yeah, right. to, like three years ago, I'd have said yeah. Errol right. all day long.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I... I I'm, I don't I think, think I'm I have to agree earth. with you
4: because I don't think he has fully gotten back to what he was before yeah. that car wreck. Yeah, he might not ever. That I
1: man lucky to be here.
0: No, he is. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's like if you want to make the fight, you'll make the fight. Like you know, even though Wilder lost against Fury, which Fury is just a better boxer. Like anyone yes, that, is. that,
3: mm-hmm. yes, that
0: is. sees it differently. I mean, even if you're. Uh, 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 People a lot thought of he fans. was he
2: was a big oaf, a big clown.
0: No, dude. Fury was a
2: serious boxer. Yeah, he's been doing it dude.
0: forever.
1: He's, he's like, clearly skilled. He's skilled. He was, and and Wilder is a,
0: a one you know, uh, one hit wonder. Like he can knock you out, and that's it. You know. But um, I, I give a lot of respect to Wilder because he's willing to face that giant in the ring. I really feel like Errol. You know, we're from Dallas, and I. You know, I want to see Earl win and, and do what he got to do, but I feel like the bro, he's kind of running a little bit. So that's a huge inch. I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a big boxing fan. I was I got a buddy of mine that um, we watched all the fights. I, I did miss the Bud Crawford fight this past weekend or two, a couple weekends ago, but um, Lomachenko is my guy. I've been watching Lomachenko since he was on that's, top. Rank. That's
2: that's a good choice.
0: Yeah, that and choice he he choice. hurt my heart because he lost i felt like he could have gone undefeated forever. Uh, love Canelo, you know what yeah. he does too. So, like yeah.
2: a I mean, Can- Canelo's got all the belts now. All, all of them. All yeah. the belts Come now. On. So, and it's it's been a while since we've had one who has had all four belts. Yeah. So, it it'll be interesting to see who decides to try to take him on. But I I've, I've been going to the fights.
0: My goodness. <laughs> Well, you said uh, Pranell Whitaker, so we <laughs> know for a minute. I was going
4: to say, don't put my <laughs> <age> up. <laughs>
0: I've
4: seen
2: uh, Hopkins fight, mm. Delahoya fight several times. I I was sitting ringside when Hopkins dropped Delahoya with that kidney punch, mm-hmm. and the whole arena went absolutely bananas. Uh, I, I've seen Mayweather fight... <laughs>
1: It's like watching a piece of art,
2: though,
1: ain't it? It really is. It's like it's it people can say really what they want to, but he—it's you know, they call it like the sweet science. He ma- he mastered the science. He, he did. He did. You, you hate to love him. I love to hate him. I but probably
2: it. the best fight that I saw uh, in Vegas was Corrales and Castillo one.
3: Okay.
2: Ten rounds in the middle of the ring. Yeah, that is, there, that is there was without. no. There was no. Laying on the ropes. There was no running from each other. Yeah. It was 10 rounds. I'm going to beat your face in. You're going to beat my face in.
1: Somebody's not <laughs> they, walking out.
2: They each knocked each other down twice in the 10th round. And then finally, Corrales clocked Castile one good time with like two seconds left. And the the place just went absolutely nuts. That was the best fight I have ever seen. Mm. I've never seen two fighters just get in the middle of that ring and just go toe-to-toe for 10 rounds.
0: Crazy. Crazy. I love that you love boxing. You can see she's Mm -hmm. like, oh, "Mm -hmm." yeah. Is that that shot time coming out? (laughs) Um, So, Miss Yvette, if you were a book, what would be the title of your book?
2: You know, someone asked me that some years ago. Um, Up front On the side and behind
0: Up front On the side and behind Mm -hmm. That's your question
1: Oh Five and five?
0: No, up front On the side and behind You always say Why? Well, yeah, why? Because sometimes I have to
2: be out front, I have to be the face oh, Out the face. front, okay. I I have to be. She said front,
1: front, okay. uh, front, and it's center. It's the same concept. I know mm-hmm. what she said.
2: Um, and then there are times when I I have to walk alongside a team. Um, and then there are times when I just need to be in the background and and let somebody else shine.
1: Dynamic. Love it. How about you? You part oh. of? It. Oh. Book title let you get away every day I'm, I'm hustling, hustling.
4: <laughs> <laughs> certified, certified hustler. I have been in so many different careers and aspects of life and shown so many different things in the past 25 years things that you would never expect teenagers to have experienced or young adults. I was hanging drywall when I was nine. Mm. So property, real estate, culinary, cigars, um, paralegal. It's not too much. I haven't done. Thank Good Lord.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Certified, fortified hustler. Love it. All right. So one of the questions that we always ask as we, you know, land the plane, uh, it's for both of you you both get the answer there's a round table it's you two and there are ten other seats so both of you get five other people that you'd like to have at your table Uh, dead or alive doesn't matter the only stipulation is that you can't have whatever whatever religious entity that you believe in outside of that who are the five people that you want at your table Miss Yvette my father okay
2: Floyd
0: Mayweather.
1: Cool. Nestor Miranda. Yes. New one. <laughs> First person to say that.
2: Claudio Sergio.
1: Still.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: She's a lawyer, so you know she's going to hit us with a bunch of people we don't know.
2: And Maya Angelou. Good.
0: It's a good table.
2: I would have said Barack Obama, but I know Barack from. Wait,
0: Cook what County what do you mean you know Barack?
2: We were lawyers together in Cook County Bar Association. Like you can call, hey,
1: B.O. Yeah, we, we know Barack likes you know smoke cigarettes and stuff like that, so you go put that call in. You know. <laughs>
0: yes. Do you no-know know Barack? Like you can call him right now?
1: You send him an email and say, hey, you got these two good Or let me be responsible. He can <laughs> so he, can on, he ain't got to get on the plane. He can get on his own call. President
2: Obama. Um, let's just say I know him well enough.
0: We will be talking offline. Come okay. on now. Yeah. Come on, visionaries. Here we go. <laughs> um,
4: my father, Randall Bugs. My grandfather, Lloyd Bugs. Uh, that's two. I would bring Charlie Hill along. you always
0: need another hustler. Uh,
4: Barack Obama.
0: So he made the table, so he'll he be there. Make the table.
4: And one more, huh? Mm-hmm. I think that... Carrie Stranger, that's my grandmother.
0: Okay.
4: I learned a lot from that woman. And one thing she taught me, you don't need nobody in your corner. All
0: you need is yourself. Mm. So... That message alone is gold. Um, it's starting to permeate more and more. I see it all the time in social media that... They ain't going to be with you at 2 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. They're not going to be with you while you're praying in your prayer closet or whatever. It's just you. Yeah. So think, show some compassion, be fun-loving, yeah. and most importantly, be determined. Exactly. So uh, I want to say thank you for coming on to the show. Uh, but before we ask our final question, please go ahead and tell all of our visionaries how they can find you at Cigar Palace and, and Bar.
3: We
2: are located at 975 Sam Rayburn Tollway here in Allen, Texas. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Our website is thecigarpalace.com. So please look us up. All of our events are posted there and come out and see us. And the phone number? The phone number here is 214-383-9039.
1: And they do answer. We can attest to that. Yes, she does. does.
0: Or, Or they'll call you back. For okay. sure, yes. um, absolutely love the establishment. Visionaries, make sure you, you get out here. It's it's dope. Um, final question of the yeah. podcast. In case you didn't know, we have a magical time machine here in the lab. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what would Yvette be telling herself? What would today's version of Yvette be telling herself from five years ago? And then I'll ask you the same question. Five
2: years ago.
0: Mhm. What advice would you be giving yourself from five years ago?
2: Keep dreaming.
4: Don't stop. Keep going. Okay. I stopped five years ago. Mm. So if I had kept going, imagine where I would be
0: now. That's good. We're going to flip it now. We're going to make you a little bit older. Oh, gosh. So forgive us, okay, <laughs> but, you know, black don't crack. So what advice is the older version of yourself, what advice are they giving you today? Buy more stocks. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, um, diver- diversify your portfolio. Um, stay on the kids. And you can do it.
0: So. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Me
2: five years from now.
0: I'm looking back at you today. God, I'll be
4: 65. Um, don't think you're retiring because
0: you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next?
2: Um, what's next?
4: just to, to expand on that my mother's retired once already I have no doubt she retired once and went off to live a beautiful little life in the country of Peoria Illinois and then she moved to Texas it's in the country of Peoria <laughs> Illinois I love it and she moved to Texas and all of that changed um, so no more retiring it's all about what's next that's
0: it next. that's it um it's quick sidebar because mm-hmm. it annoys the shit out of me is it illinois or illinois don't pronounce the s illinois thank you cannot uh,
1: like you gotta beat to
0: pick with somebody oh the people oh my gosh <laughs> illinois. illinois doesn't it just get under illinois. your skin yes ah okay just
2: like when people call me
0: yavet bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well again thank you ladies Beautiful inside and out for for, any establishments. Obviously beautiful as well. Uh, Thank you for being on the Vision Lab Podcast. Remember, visionaries, each one of our guests are dropping nuggets of wisdom here on the trail of life. Ultimately, my friends, it's up to
1: you to pick them up. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ryan Mosley. He is Ryan Cuffey. Thank you again to our guests, Yvette and Lonnie, the owners here of Cigar Palace and Bar in Allen, Texas. Uh, We will see you guys next week on another great episode of the Vision Lab Podcast.
0: Blessings.